welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate episode 115. Tonight, we are going to be talking with Nova winner, Wyand Court, about his run, all of his fancy gadgets, and why he will never run Trick Shot Han again. Um, with that being said, we will also be covering the new AMG Store Champ Kit um, update letter, I guess. Like, I want to call it a letter to the community. Um, because they actually had two letters, one to clarify store champ kits and then another letter to kind of um, have a conversation uh, with some of the more volatile people in the community. So we're going to be having that conversation a little bit tonight, as well as the update for store champs. With that being said, let's bring in my co-host for tonight. Please welcome to the show, JJ, the returning Lions fan who will no longer be a Giants fan, Gridiron. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, I like to uh, make that uh, just for the year because I lost the bet. And, you know, Chris was so nice to even send this lion to go with this lion's hat. Uh, so he's going to be my co-host on my side for tonight. Yes. <laughs> so the, the uh, did we show images? I can't remember if we showed images of the lion's <laughs> yeah, hat. Yeah, we did. I was yeah, originally yeah. to buy you. But it wasn't on sale on Amazon. I couldn't find it. I have no idea where it went, but we were going to buy you an actual Lions hat. But that would kind of be a dick move because it would it would have taken up like your whole face. The entire and, thing, yeah. Yeah, it would have been a pain in the ass. so to, hot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I was at least nice and gave that to you. With that being said, let's also bring in the bench warmer, no longer the guy who has won two store champs but still doesn't have his store invite. Welcome to the show, Alex. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Can you imagine winning two store champs with Scum and still not getting an invite? Love it. <laughs> I think that's why you you don't have the invite is because the they're scum. scum they were censorship like, is what it is. Yep. It was AMG was like, you know what? We're gonna make a new decision. Anybody that wins with Scum automatically loses. I mean, could you like combine both of the players from your store champs into one single one and, you know, make one of those store invites valid? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. JJ, we'll get to that in just a minute. Joining us as the guest tonight, the Nova winner. How are you tonight, sir? Doing very well. You guys are very hospitable. Well, thank you. We try to be hospitable. The the podcast. <laughs> We're not drunk yet, so there you go. Oh, you're not drunk yet? I I, I must have made a mistake then. Starting off drunk. <laughs> I got to say, uh, Chris has the highest tolerance out of everybody. So. I see the whiskey bottle over on his side. He he walked into frame with the whiskey <laughs> bottle, so uh, I expected a little different. <laughs> you don't like scotch? It's, oh, it's I love Dewar's, scotch. baby. Dewar's 12-year. I'm looking forward to our meetup. There you go. Well, hey, hopefully when we get to both go to Adepticon here in oh, fuck is it? Oh, March. Yeah, in March. Yeah, in March. Six, we have a long six, time. Seven, we have a long away. time until March. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at that point, we will. I will be honest with you. I prefer other scotches, but for the money, the doers is probably the smarter bet um, <laughs> for it. So. Um, I can't afford a McKellen bottle every week. That that would drain my pocketbook. So my wife would kill. But anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. Tonight, we are, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about the winning list tonight. But what I want to do before we get into any of it 
is just see how everybody's week has gone. Because hopefully everybody's had a good week. Um, JJ and Wyatt, you you guys both are coming off Nova. I think, I don't know. I think you have to travel farther because you're from California, aren't you? Correct, yeah. Yeah, so you had a little bit farther of a, a flight than JJ had. So you had some recovery you probably had to do. Well, I'm going to say and reiterate that meeting people for X-Wing is very nice. Uh, JJ yeah. was uh, casting for Gold Squadron podcast and doing a very good job of that. I wouldn't listen to the games that he cast. And it's one of the, my uh, most favorite parts about this war game is that the people are so nice. And I think... Like I, t- I met JJ out of the blue. I didn't know who he was, and he's just <laughs> so uh, well spoken and and available. That here I am today. So I think X Wing has a real nice um, advantage on other war games. So I I sat there and I listened to uh, 40k Shatterpoint shit. Uh, Ar- Armada players like they're not cool. Like they're mad at each other for whatever reason. And X Wing really has an advantage in that field. Yeah, I, I could uh I definitely agree. I mean I um the quality of extreme players versus like some of the other uh games that I've I've attempted to get into is night and day. And you know, we we sometimes let our our, our emotions get the better of us in the heat of a game, but I gotta tell you, like I, I I've had some really bad games for me for my part where I'm just losing terribly. And at that point, I've just like, you know what? The pressure's off. Let's just have fun and just have a blast and see how bad I can make it <laughs> for the rest of the game. And, uh, and, and that's the difference, right? Is like, even when you're at a, at a, uh, a really tense events, like you can still have a ton of fun and just talk about it afterwards with your opponent and just have a blast. So, yeah. So, so he, JJ tries to credit himself with the as the man that got uh, trajectory uh, yeah. wings banned. But <laughs> yes. what was your record, JJ, that day? I don't think I it was, was a winning record. No, it wasn't. It was I was two and four that day. It was just terrible. It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> so a two and four list somehow got trajectory bomblets banned from. <laughs> from standard play don't know how you did that AJ. good job all right well either which way why don't we let's start out with our roll call segment Your paint probably because uh i don't know maybe he's heard enough of us talk about it he finally decided it was something worth having a conversation about for those of you who are who are new to our roll call segment our goal is is to review pilots upgrades or ships that are underutilized but would be beneficial to have during the current meta given that red dice are a big thing and soft mods are a big thing having that target lock is something a lot of people like to do so Ferris Fair Paint is a resistance-only card that essentially says after an enemy ship locks you, if you are not in the ship's bullseye, that ship will gain one stress token unless it chooses to break its lock. AMG edited that. Originally, you just took the bloody stress. <laughs> yeah. like Which I liked the original one. I thought the original one was um, better, personally, because it was like, hey, you got to know your opponent's list. But AMG thought that was just too overpowered, I guess. So. Yeah, definitely. This is, yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, I'm not sure if AMG was the one that errated that. But regardless, go on. <laughs> I thought they I thought they did. I don't think they were. They, they could have been at the very beginning when they took over. I, I don't recall. Yeah, I think it would have been one of the first, because I think this happened around the same time when uh, 2.5 came out, if I remember correctly. It happened um, at the exact same time they errated Chopper and then Android. Yeah. So I guess it would be AMG. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this is a card that um, that I wanted to review for this one here, and uh, this one's actually thanks to Ryan Staniszewski. Um, he he was the five and zero player um, for my day at um, uh, the day that I played at Nova, and uh, he he had this equipped on on the majority of ships there, and I think this is actually a really really good upgrade card to have for your flying resistance here. Um, I've actually had one other interaction is with Nobby, uh, which we played a game for. I believe it was um, Kyber, um, where he had a similar list and had a, a, a slight different mechanic for it. But um, the reason why I'm bringing this up here is that uh, locally, I've had a lot of players talk about how. Uh, right now, the Republic is strong uh, with the Arc 170s list, uh, specifically, you know, the combo with Jag um, or other lists that can uh, spread locks around uh, with, like, Sing Console, for instance. And I think Ferrisphere Paint is definitely an upgrade to to really keep in mind if you're a Resistance player, um, where you can potentially face off uh, against lists that really depend on locks. Um, be, besides the Resistance, you could take a look at the Empire. Um, right there, you got Vader, which is in the majority of all the lists. And Vader absolutely needs to take a lock in order for him to increase his um, his attack dice. Um, you look at Boy Vader or the uh, Starter Pack Vader, um, any of the X ones, uh, Marek Steel, Juno Eclipse. Uh, when you take a lock on that opponent uh, or in that enemy ship that has first here pink they are forced to either discard that lock or take a stress and that really locks up their their dial for the next turn and when you take a look at the dial specifically for the tie uh, tie x1 um they don't have a one straight that's blue they only have a white one straight so that makes their uh their ship partic particularly uh easy to to read what they're going to do because they have uh the two and three straights or the one and two banks uh, that are blue uh so if they're coming in for a joust and you need to block them to make sure that they don't take a target lock the next turn if they spend it that makes it easy for you to put your your ships in a, in the way of vader um to prevent them from getting that target lock on the follow-up turn and that really reduces their offensive output um so that's definitely a a nice bit of tech to help control your opponent and what they're doing so question is does anybody does so has anybody does anybody fly resistance at all Outside of Al I know Alex does, but I've never seen Alex ever run Ferrisphere Paint that often. No, I, I choose better upgrades for three points. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very smart. Uh, hey, listen, you got 10 points basically out of next wing, right? On the D70. Yeah. Do I want like an HLC and something good, or do I want like Ferrisphere Paint and something else marginal? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's okay, yeah. but like. I don't know you go against like starter pack vader he could just focus and then target lock sure it limits his dial but also he can just bullseye you too i guess not 100 percent of the time and most of the time if i'm taking locks i generally don't care about stress but also my lists aren't designed to take locks so 
Maybe I'm so, not the wrong person for this. Fair enough. So, Wayne, did, when you you didn't actually get to have to play Stan or Stanny, did yeah, you? Yeah, me and Stanny um, intentionally drew in the last uh, undefeated match of the day. I was thinking about his list a lot because um, it comes up. And it, it doesn't really matter against the top list of the game right now, which is the, the Han. No one's taking locks in that list. So, and he suffered from it. If you watch the second to last game of the tournament, um, the Han not needing to take locks really played a factor in the game that he lost. Yeah, as I was gonna say, because you know, like that. Really, it's it's good tech, I think, against Republic uh, shenanigans. But yeah, you're right. I mean, like in CIS, we don't take locks very often. Yeah. It's just not really a thing. But not that anybody ran CIS. Um, there were some. There were some out there. There was some CS out there. I was afraid more of more so than scum. Yeah, more so than scum. Yeah, I think that's a whole nother conversation about why we don't have. <laughs> where Where is the CIS <laughs> players uh, uh, here? I mean, I don't know. Like, any, anyway, it doesn't matter. We don't. That's a side tangent that will I could spend twenty hours on. Um, but so I, I. I don't know. I think I still think it's a really good card. Um, no matter what Alex says, and I think that. It is one of those things. I don't even know where this the origins of this comes from. How about that? Um, personally, so I like. Is this something that was like part of the Resistance show, or is this like a card that was kind of named after uh, the movies? Not sure. Actually, I don't know where it came from. Um, honestly, I don't recall it coming from the Resistance show, um, but it might be just something that they they caught from um like the big book of star wars that kind of goes through like all the details for the movies uh might have been something that they they put on there so the um the one thing i do wanted to add on because i i did mention that there was a a match that i had once with nobby uh for um for a kyber cup and it was a list that he had that included raid that had amlin holdo and if you're not familiar with that crew uh a, uh holdo's ability is before you engage you may choose another friendly ship at range one or two you may transfer that uh, to that <coughs> ship one token of a type that that ship does not have that ship may transfer one token to you of a type that you do not have so essentially you can um if your opponent decides to target like uh, a ship uh you can have them transfer that target lock assuming you don't have one on ray um or your your crew carrier that has a holdo and then since you're most likely that ship does not have you in bullseye you could then force them to take a stress or break the lock once you transfer it over because first your pinch uh happens again at that point you can trigger that again um so that is a, a nice little bit of tech there that um that can really mess up your opponent um, if they're if they're not ready for it or don't see it coming. Um, it, you do have to invest quite a bit of points in order for it to happen, uh, but it is uh, it was the first time it happens and you're not ready for it. It can really screw you up. I don't want to say like Ferrisir is bad because it's like a pretty nifty upgrade. But if I had like 13 points on a D70, I'd bring Ferrisphere. If I have like nine, I'd not wasting three points on that on Ferrisphere. I think it's only marginal. Um, just kind of like whatever the bombers are just going to want right after you, right? Yeah. <laughs> like a lot, a lot of lists are, well, we're going to joust anyway, so we might as well just not bother 4 behind you. All right. Well, that is our roll call segment for the 
day. Let's move on to. So we have. So we have two of them. We have two communications in one week, right? From AMG, which is crazy to me. Like that's that like that is definitely I will say like a first for AMG for at least for X Wing, right? Like two X Wing communications. I don't know if anybody else felt that way. I felt a little privileged, but then when you read them, you're like, man, I don't feel as privileged. But I do feel a little privileged that they they acknowledged us. Um, and I think so. So the first one is a letter, and we're not going to display it. And it's just going to be a quick chat. But the first is like their letter about essentially don't be a bad guy and like don't come shit talk on their streams and in their comment sections, which I I get I get. It just kind of feels like, hey, here here we go. AMG, I understand what you're trying to accomplish. They did it a lot better than when they basically told people that who didn't want to play who didn't want to play two point five to go find another game. Like it was definitely better than that communication. But I don't know. Like to me it felt a little awkward and it is kind of like is this really necessary? Could you just not go in and ban things, right? Could you just not go in and delete comments and be done with it? Like do you really need a whole letter to the community um, explaining it? I don't know. Um, what, why, 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 what, what did you think about this? So I have a lot of sympathy for AMG. Um, they kind of were a, 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 you know, a victim of a lot of bigger business moves that were out of there. They did well and then they suffered for it. So they made, um, this game, you know, Marvel Crisis Protocol, and they did a really good job. Like, you almost can fault them on that. And then Asmodee made them suffer for doing a good job by taking all of the Star Wars properties, which are, you know, by coincidence, Disney Marvel properties, and shuffling them onto their plate. And they've been doing their best. And so I, I give them a lot of spare room because no one could have anticipated this kind of plate that would have been placed upon them um they are not doing a good job but they are doing a better job than fantasy flight games if anybody can remember that the updates we got in fantasy flight games riddled with errors pictures didn't make any sense um communications that were uh not just like they were writing sentences that made nothing this is like they were they were talking <laughs> yeah. to us. If you don't remember the fantasy flight days, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say at this point. AMG is doing a better job than fantasy flight game was doing, and they didn't want it. They didn't want us as a community. They were doing a, a very good insular job, and they were a big corporation told them they have to have these Star Wars games, and I think that they're taking the job on from that perspective very admirably. Fair enough. And I do agree with you. I do think that in the long run, they have they they they're, they're the strong suits that they have for the improvements in the game. Like, I will be honest to say, I genuinely like the the scenario plays. I feel yeah. that we are catering to with skill, a better skill set than we had before. And I don't feel the game has suffered that much from it. Um, I do not care for their PR ever. Like, oh, yeah. I don't understand it. I feel like I could hire absolutely anybody. I don't know what you do for a living, but you could probably do a better job at their PR without even having to be in that department. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Is anybody else have any other thoughts? Like, like I said, yeah. I, I, go ahead, JJ. 
So, I mean, first context with this one, right? They're they're talking about the uh, upcoming transmissions that they're going to have for uh, their their mini Stravaganza, uh, which is in historically for AMG has been mainly a lot of painting streams that they have on there, and they do a couple of releases for some of the games that they worked on there, and they had previously communicated to the community that X Wing will not have um, any announcements going on over there, and um, that they'll be mainly focusing on their other stuff like for legion and shatterpoint on there um which they they did i, I mean to be honest while it's disappointing as a an avid fan of of x-wing not to hear uh like more news for things that aren't going on you know we already know that the battle vendor pack is coming we do know that the star vipers or sorry the star wing is coming up uh wait, wait, you know star vipers are coming no no, no star wing star wing that's our better and this was this was uh, communicated to us at the end of Worlds when they had their own announcement during Adepticon, uh, which is essentially effectively substituted what their announcements would have been for Binishtravaganza for X-Wing specifically. Um, so, you know, it's disappointing to know that we're not going to get any like new updates on that, those particular packs. But hey, I understand at least they communicated that to us in advance and stuff. And there's still quite a lot of people that don't know that or don't re recall that happening with everything that was going on at Worlds at the time. Um, and, you know, I, I do appreciate that they at least let us know ahead of time that's going on. Now, to go with what Will Schick had posted on that um on that announcement about you know basically you know if you're not offering constructive criticisms please don't post like any negative comments on there otherwise they will have to go and delete there um and they're basically be kind of justified a little bit based on how the community has reacted in the past to their streams you know there was the the famous first stream that they had where they were trying to introduce 2.5 and they got a couple of rules wrong and they got they placed the wrong obstacles on the board and you know they they were basically like trying to introduce the concept of the game and the community just kind of lost their minds over the, a lot of the changes and there was a lot of um a lot of negative feedback that went into those chats and it some people went personal some people took it a bit too far and amg does, just does not want a a repeat of that to happen you know that being said if you do have any negative uh, or any constructive criticisms please direct them to amg you know you can reach out to them you know offer them solutions for what could be changed and stuff and try to keep it factual right don't go for personal attacks don't go for um don't go for like name calling and stuff like that you know that that doesn't help us as a community right that offers no solutions to anybody and all it does is just antagonize them for for that right ultimately a lot of these developers and stuff don't have a lot of control what they can do they do have to get a lot of permissions and stuff for certain pilots to be done for changes to be done a lot of things has to go through a process for them doesn't come as quick as we would like for it to do but you know it it happens right um now the other communication that we got was the the communications in regards to the store champs uh invites going forward and chris go ahead so so we got a store champ kit confusion letter so the first thing i want to point out is officially amg is their new website's live i'll be honest with you and have not gone through it I had that on the agenda tonight, and then I decided that it probably is a boring is probably boring to watch you guys or watch me click through the website and go ooh ah like so. 
um we'll have the link in the description of the show you're welcome to go view it yourself i it, i will say that um it is so far what i've used it is a million times faster like and it is a lot more clean looking like in terms of what i can find for the star wars page so like i can actually find what i need on the page i they have stuff for new players which like that's to me that's the most amazing thing ever like that is here's my most recent releases and here's what's coming so whatever took them so long to get it up and running i think now it feels it feels a lot better <laughs> so um but we're not going to go through all of the different things what we're going to go through is the store champ kit letter so here's the first thing they posted this on the fourth <laughs> and then they edited it and added to it on oh what day was it was it the sixth or seventh something like that i don't remember what day it was but they added to it to get further clarification so to sum it up in a shell essentially what they are saying is your store champ must have 15 other people plus yourself to get a store to get a, a world's invite they are essentially telling us at this current time, anybody who has gotten one from less than 16 is not going to be valid. That's what they're saying right now. Um, we'll get to some of the TO communities that I'm involved in or not. Maybe I will. Okay. I'm not involved in, but like I am there in their threads, but we could, and we could, we could talk a little bit about how this feels in a few seconds, but the other piece that they're saying is they essentially they feel that the importance of the 16 person will force a higher level of competition, which is what they want for a world. Now, I will tell you, if you could you could go through the last three months of shows and you can see who's winning. Let's just say 80 percent of these is people that I played when I went to worlds. So I played against some of these people when I went to worlds, I saw them there, they were in the world. So this is, those people are going to win, whether it's 16 or 12. I will say, I agree with them. Like some of these four to six, even maybe eight people feels a little bad, but they're further clarifying. That's what they want. They essentially said there is a form that they have sent out to stores and the form needs to be completed by the 15th. If your store championship is after that, um, it must be completed by the 31st. And essentially what they're saying is the January 31st of, of 24 is the official cutoff date. There will be no more sword champ invites handed out, nothing after that date. So if you were planning on running something in February, don't do it. <laughs> you, don't, you won't give out the invite or you won't be able to have an, an invite given out. Um, they then clarified what their competitive season is, right? Um, essentially, they believe it's May 4th to January 31st, um, even though they didn't give us new points or store kits to the end of the month. Um, they did officially commit to May 4th through the 31st. Um, they acknowledged the delay in the Armada kit, which I didn't know it was because Armada like doesn't have a following in my area, unfortunately. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't know how you're going to get Armada tournaments unless like your whole state comes together. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I would play in our modest store kit just because it's fun, but I would lose. 
Uh, they also are telling us that there is no such thing as a, any more legacy invites, that they have uh, officially fulfilled their commitment from 19. Um, they did talk about passing down. Um, essentially, you could pass your invite down. I don't think that's anything new. Here's the difference, though, is, and this is kind of where it gets a little dicey, is if there is not a top cut, right? And uh, and this is a great, Alex and I have a great example of this. We were at a store where I was me, I was 3-0. There was another person 3-0. I lost. Alex uh, skipped ahead of me because he had more um, SOS than I did. And he would have ended up, if that person had already had the story invite, he would have ended up with the story invite versus me. Um, so they essentially clarified how they want them passed down um, basically to the next player. You cannot just skip a person and say it goes to the other 3-0 and player. It, it doesn't work like that. Or they don't want it to work like that. Um, here is the piece. And so when we talk about a shit sandwich, there's always got to be a good part. Here is a great part. They gave us actual email addresses to email them for questions. And I will oh. tell you right now, the OP at, at Atomic Mass Games 100% is answering email. Just so you know, it is not like we've usually had a month-long turnaround time. We are not getting that right now. They are emailing uh, TOs back very quickly. Not on the weekend, of course, but they're emailing. So, like, this is great. To me, this is great news. Like, to me, this is them finally saying here... This is how you get a hold of us. And it's not just the general inbox BS. And I'm guessing this kind of comes along because of the new website. Logically, that's probably how it comes. Um, uh, they talk about how long it'll take an answer, uh, which essentially is three business days. Um, that's that's another positive thing, in my opinion, is they're giving us a time frame when we should see it business days. So I have to clarify that three business days. So don't email them on Friday. And expect an answer Monday. <laughs> you ain't get. You don't have to get. You ain't getting it. Then. So, um, they did also confirm there will be a last chance qualifier. Um, I'm still a little uh, suspect about that, but they're based on how they're running these store kits now with 16 player minimums. I'm guessing that there will probably have to be a, a last chance qualifier no matter what. Now, like there's so many people that have given kits away. Um that it essentially is that's bad they then talked about what if my store cannot fit 16 people and they essentially said the kit is meant to be ran like this please do not run it any other way you must meet the minimum requirements <laughs> um we'll get back we'll come back to that in a second because that that's kind of a feels that that's a feels bad in my opinion um uh they talk about how you can confirm your invite um Again, the invite piece of that is going to be, you know, through the forum. You can also email OP and talk to them about it. And again, like I said, they have been very responsive, responsive right now. Um, they also then felt the need to tell us that they they told us about this 16 person requirement. I will say that it was in the kit. It was not something they publicly talked about at all. And they did not answer questions in the aspect of how I would have thought that they would have answered questions. This like, to me, this could have been something they could have addressed back in June um, before everybody got going, but that was in the kit. And I won't lie and say, I found it when I did, like when I went through my store kit, I found that. And that was an immediate question that people brought up. That will probably be the largest discussion point for us as a, as a, they do say that you could talk to them about exceptions, I have not heard of any exceptions as of this current time, but you are welcome to talk to them about it. They then further clarified that if you have one kit, you must have 16 or more people. 
If you want to give out two store invites, you must have 32, which will affect Michigan GT officially. Um, and then three kits is 48 or more. So there. That is the official letter that we got. So now we can open it up and say, okay, what is everybody's thoughts? And we'll, we'll let the guests we'll let the guests go first yeah. before anybody else jumps in. Whew, well, there's a lot to unpack there, um, especially in regards to what you ex uh, ex have experienced, other people experience. I'm of the personal opinion that um, the game should be as wide and as big as possible. So anyone who won a sort championship with 12, eight people, that number of people should be welcome into worlds with open arms. That's, that's my opinion. Um, it's hard to be, to be even one person in X-Wing. I think people forget that. Like even a one-on-one, -on -one, no, nothing on the line. That's a hard game. And if someone, wins four of those in a row, I think they deserve a seat. That's that's my opinion. And I think uh, AMG should chill out and let these people play in Worlds. That's my my thoughts. All right. And and I don't I, I don't think you're wrong, right? Like I don't I don't personally think you your opinion is even that far off from I would say what the general consensus of the public is, right? Um I mean, because to me, how how do you like? There are some areas where it's. I mean, we. How about this? And, and this is where this is this is where the disappointment came. Is they opened up and allowed for all these store kits to be gotten. Right? Michigan has had probably I bet by the end of the season we have at least twenty kits floating around Michigan. The twenty winners, very, right? There should be right now. I think Michigan has three. Oh, geez. So, that's cause, not right because we haven't like hit the 16 player minimum what's that yeah well two, of, like them two of them are actually from michigan but so so the problem has been because we haven't enforced that 16 player rule in michigan we've only had two tournaments i think that have hit that 16 player cap has it been two i think it's officially two and one of them because the players already had the players already had um, they already had their invites. They passed them down. So there's now people are having to go back and actually pull invites from people. And I don't know what, what Stanny decided to do, but I know that like the two people that were at that one, Sam and Nate, both of them had invites from other tournaments. And now there's a discussion going around on whether they should pull them and give it to give it back to them or how they're going to handle that. And that's, that's, that, <laughs> I, that's that. I think, I think that, correct policy is to be as liberal as possible so that the most people show up to worlds. That's my thoughts on it. Um, if you maybe even uh, thought that you were getting an invite, uh, I, I think you should get one and show up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, with respect to like the minimum numbers and stuff, like I understand from their point of view, you know, they, they printed out the requirements, for you know having 16 players minimum for you know these events that they want to to do but you know 
when it comes to a lot of the smaller communities, uh, especially ones that are recovering from COVID and are trying to get their local stores back up, you know, a lot of times they're smaller communities that have, you know, six or maybe eight regular players and then people that come in and out. And then, you know, these are the same, you know, small, small communities that want to put on a store champ event so that way they can, you know, try to bring in more players to, to come in and try to participate. And they're struggling, you know, to try to fill that requirement. Um, you know, I, I um, for example, uh, yesterday I went out to South Carolina. There was a store championship uh, that was being held over at Firefly Games over in Columbia, South Carolina, and they were they were struggling to reach that requirement. You know, thankfully, um, you know, a lot of my locals were able to drive down there. Um, the majority of us drove uh, over three hours to go down to that store champ event to go help support them. And we were just able to reach that 16 players for that event, uh, which made it uh, eligible for that invite to get passed down. But, you know, not every not every store is going to have that luxury. You know, there's so many people that are actively advertising for people to come and show up for those events. And if it doesn't happen the first time, it's going to be much more difficult the second time to get more players to come in and, and join those events. So I think it kind of acts like as a deterrent at that point. And, you know, in the end game, um, when you look at it, you know, it's it's not going to take away from Adepticon uh, when it comes to, you know, the amount of players that go and participate in the event, right? Because at Adepticon, they have space for well over 100 players for each day to come and participate for that. And then they still have a hard cut of, you know, the record of, you know, X and 1 that can make it on to the next day. So even if you're getting more people to go out to Adepticon based on the amount of invites they're getting sent out, it's not really going to affect the end game for, for Worlds if you still have that requirement for what who goes on to day number two um, for, you know, for the top cut. So uh, why not have people get that Worlds invite? I mean, it's not like you're paying for the hotels or anything like that. That can only be done through the, uh, the big events, you know, those regional events. Uh, a store invite is just basically letting somebody into the door to say, hey, you've earned this right to go and play at worlds uh at adepticon you know and they still have to pay their way they still have to go over there it literally does not cost amg anything to allow these people to go in and play at worlds well in my biggest so my biggest complaint about it all right <laughs> my biggest and i i want to try and be nice here as nice as i can be because i i'm having a hard time with their op department i feel like their op department doesn't understand or hasn't taken the time to work towards understanding the community. And I, I feel that like, to some extent, like it, do they not like money? Right? Like this is, they aren't releasing new ships. This is a revenue source to some extent. Like yeah. I'm a little confused, like why they don't want money. I, I, and I agree. I agree that like this four to six people that are trying to get a store invite out of that, like that's a feels bad, but how often does that happen? Let, let, let's look at the actual probability of how often that's going to happen. Like, do you honestly, like my, how about this? My store did not go, Hey Tanner, uh, if you give me 50 bucks or a hundred dollars, you can have the store kit and run a fake tournament and win it and have an invite. My store literally said they want people to walk in and, and be there. We just lowered our cost for, we, we moved our date and we lowered our cost to 10 bucks. 
And the, the store is like, well, we, we don't know how else to help you. So there you go. We're going to lower it to 10 bucks. I think um, you're absolutely right about the, the point about them. Do they want to make money? I think they're misunderstanding who plays these games. Like we're all, we're all dedicated diehards. There's very few people in this game that are in it for a scam or some sort of extra effort that they didn't earn. And they should be super excited that there are people that are super excited to play. And cutting people out um, of a tournament because they only had 15, 14, 13 people, I think is the wrong message to send. These are the people that love this game. That person that won that one out of 13 tournament, this, this is the kind of people that are very excited for the world's finals. And they're ambassadors for the game. Telling them they can't come is a wrong move, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and th think about it this way, too, right? Like, like we have four new locals that are playing now. They have played in three Star Champ kits, even though they have not won, won, won them because they're that new of a player. But they've come and they played. Yeah. This like is a like we now are trying to find creative ways to encourage them to come play in every one of them because none of these are going to be official without them. And Jeez. like so like the one we, we were determining one of them where we might just everybody pays an extra five dollars and we take that pool and we essentially cover the cost of the lower end tier. So when I lose really bad, I get my money back, basically. So um, I'm excited. You know, it's exciting to me. I can go play X-Wing and somebody pays for it for me for the whole day just kidding um excuse me but alex you you've been very quiet um you won a store champ where you no longer have an invite unless they're gonna lie about it that's the oh that's the piece i let me i apologize let me back up they have threatened essentially to cut op out of stores if they're caught lying how they're going to determine that is beyond me but that has been a threat that has kind of come down and I feel like the unfortunate side effect is we really don't want to screw stores over unless that store doesn't care. And that's their opinion. Other than that, I do not. I don't feel that that's an ethical piece of a maneuver for me. Just personally. And, and Alex, I'm going to uh, I'll be back in one minute. My girlfriend's calling me. So I'm going to come right, right back. Yeah, no yeah, go ahead. Good luck. All right, Alex. What is your thoughts? So, as someone who is both a big ambassador for this game, trying to get as much store champs packed as I can, creating the entire Michigan X-Wing Discord, reaching out to multiple other states to get people in for these games, and being screwed out of two championships, uh, potential world invites that I don't get, uh, I have absolutely no problem with what they're doing in any way, shape, or form. I think it's totally reasonable. They mentioned that it's at least 16 players. It was in the rules. If it's not 16 players, you don't get the bonus world invite. They still provided you with a bunch of other prizes and stuff to give out to people. So what if you don't get the world invite? If the 16 is too high for people, then they'll see it when they don't have a lot of people at Worlds and have a giant-ass LCQ. Hopefully they lower it next year. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't agree. How about this? Whether they I agree or not with them, I don't feel that 16 is the right number. So I, I definitely think that is... I felt that they probably should have reached out to community leaders and had a conversation about it beforehand. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that having, a, 
Yeah, I think honestly, like if they would have done that, right? Like I think that having a range of like having a minimum of 10 players to 16 players, I think that feels more representative of a lot of communities, um, you know, that are are trying to run these events and sh that that would have appeased a lot of people, right? Because I feel like that's a more attainable number um, to, to have um, to allow people to come in and participate and, um, and, and just, you know, let the community grow right because you have that that you're giving that opportunity for those smaller communities to um entice people to come out and play and participate in these events you know without that these smaller communities die and honestly that's where the, the game lives and breathes is for those those communities to come in uh to to expand on their their local player base to come in and try out the game i mean if I you mean go by like pre-COVID numbers, right? Like, you could have easily have gotten 16 people out of Store Champ. Like, every Store Champ that I did in Michigan was, like, at least 20-plus people. Um, so, I mean, where else are they going to get their numbers from if there hasn't been Store Champ since, right? This one got the right number, clearly. There's not the, the player base for that yet. And I'm sure, you know, they've gotten a lot of feedback about... Uh, you know, the numbers and that that's too high and not, you know, I can't have store champs that reach 16 people. I'm sure they can switch it back next season because what it is. So sure. But so, so I agree with you on that aspect, Alex, except for they waited three months to have this conversation, which they feel they probably shouldn't have had. It's right? the rules. Like so it's for okay. the setup of the tournament. So, hold on. Sure. Got it. Great. But people weren't following it, and they felt the need to follow up, right? They did. So they could look at numbers right now. I We have a site that somebody built that we could pull numbers for that. And they could have reached out to almost anybody in the community, and they could have probably gotten an average of what that number is, and they could have made an exception if they wanted. They're choosing not to do that. That is their choice. And while I'm not going to tell them they must do this or I quit the game, I will say that they could be a little bit more sensitive to the community based on the fact that they're waited three months to do this. Right. I mean, it's, I don't see how it's AMG's fault that people just chose to ignore the things that they gave them. It's a sensitive topic. It's not, it's not exactly black and white because AMG laid out all these uh, requirements and we weren't sure how serious they were about them because uh, fantasy fight games, by the way, wasn't very serious about their requirements either. Uh, as someone who's been playing the game for 10 years plus. Um, and then how, you know, how exacting is AMG going to be about this requirement? I, for one, think that they are setting a good precedent for respecting the numbers that they've laid down. But on the other side, uh, they should have been doing that from the very beginning instead of Johnny come lately saying, hey, uh, didn't have 16. Yeah, we're, we're, we're halfway through the season. You should have been holding that line from the very beginning because people are getting surprised now. Good yeah. players are like, I thought I had a ticket. And they, you know, the local maybe um, three top 64s, and they still have to crack that to get to Worlds. Yeah. Uh, and I think the, the point being made is that it, like, if when you say FFG never held to any of that stuff, they were very lenient in that. And FFG has been lenient on that, like across games. That is not the yeah, only game. That's not, it's not just this one game. Yes. We had that. And I played destiny for 
two years before it died and they did not hold specific numbers. Now I won't lie and say I went to tournaments where there was probably 40, 50 people, (laughs) but still they did not, it was not held to that number. Like we went to one that had 13 people and they were like, yeah, usually uh, we're supposed, we were told we're supposed to have like 20 or so for this. And they didn't have it and they still handed it out and they still awarded it. Not that they had worlds in 2020, but you know, I mean, um, it's a it's a it's a system of con- conduct that I think individuals are being unfairly punished for. It's like AMG wants to set a new standard, but that standard has never been set before for this game. And it, it, I, I mean, they set the standard by putting it in the rules, and this is an FMG. That is not FFG. Like, you can't just assume because FFG was lenient that AMG would be. It's the difference between well. setting a standard and like enforcing them. It's, I feel a little bad for people who thought they were in two worlds and are now finding they are not. How about this, Alec? If if it if it was something that they felt this passionate about, don't you think a good company, like a company that has good PR, would actually have taken care of that situation and had the conversation well before? I mean, they. How about this? They knew this was going on. They didn't. It didn't take three months for them to discover this. They were specifically asked about this back in May and in June. People asked them, and they refused to answer. And, and, and like, I, so I don't disagree with you in the fact that, sure, maybe A&G has done nothing wrong, right? Maybe in their in, in the effort of they've held the line, blah, blah, blah. Sure, great. The problem is, like, to me, the problem becomes is, is when you hold a line as a company and an organization that wants to support, like, they are a customer service piece that is failing, in my opinion, at customer service. They, like... Like us complaining that we don't get new ships is on us, right? They're giving us new content for the game. We can either take it or leave it. That's us. That's us. And if we complain about that, to me, that's kind of like, hey, we want them to grow it differently. They're not willing to do that right now. They're willing to do these things. And we have to either, you know, accept it or not. In this case, you're right. We could just take the thing at face value, but they could have easily made a post. They could have easily talked about it on a damn paint stream, for Christ's sake, that they've had like, 50 of them since then and just said hey guys we're not going to answer any more damn questions about this it is a 16 player minimum you have 16 people there or you don't get the invite you run the kit throw the invite in the trash call it a day and they could have also said hey we're getting a google form coming out this is how it's going to be all of that stuff has been fed through the community through tos that have contacted them not from them just going let's have an honest conversation like to me if you're going to shit my cereal at least tell me you're going to do it and be honest about it. That's the way I said. That's the new name of the episode: "Shitting in My Cereal." For Christ's sake. I like how aggressive you are about the whole situation. I think, I think, I think you're the you're the kind of voice that AMG needs to keep them accountable. So we're, all of us are too nice, honestly. Yeah, and and how about this? I will not quit running events, or I will not quit supporting the game or the people in this community because of this. But I'm not going to. I don't feel the need to not give my opinion i guess and and alex and i like we don't agree all the time and that's okay that's part of the reason alex is part of the podcast now is because sometimes jj just nods his head and goes yeah tanner's always right you know so alex oh, is, and he's, alex and is, and he's is, so is, handsome you're forgetting about how handsome jj is exactly yes <laughs> especially with that lion's hat <laughs> hey, that's a winner's cap that's a winner's cap it is i know did you hey jj did you wear that to the store champ this week no, I did not. Oh my god! That's why you lost. That's why you lost. That's why I lost. I know. Damn it! I just got in a haircut. I had spiked up my hair, and I'm like, you know what? I'm looking nice. I didn't want to like mess up, you know. But I should have worn it, man. My goodness. 
All right. Well, if any, does anybody have anything else? If not, I think we should get into um, let's let's trans let's transition let's transition into a happier topic about somebody who has won Nova. So, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us how long you've been playing X Wing and why you're going to only fly Scum for the next the rest of the year. <laughs> so, this is, these are these are excellent questions. I've been playing X Wing since it came out. Uh, so 2011, 2012, sometime around then. I uh, can't remember exactly. And um, I play X-Wing because I love Star Wars and I love spaceships. And I think it's the best uh, exploration of the topic. I mean, this this game, this Wings of War system that has been licensed for X-Wing is a truly excellent game. So all the rule changes, all the sadness that comes along with X-Wing changing or switching forms, it's one of the best war games ever designed so i, I just kind of want to remind people uh the legacy that they're playing in um what were the other questions sorry introduce yourself why you play x-wing what's your favorite faction i think i said what was your favorite <laughs> faction and why are you going to play scum for the rest of the story oh um <laughs> my name is winding court and i won nova and my favorite faction is rebel because it um shows that even though you may one day be born into a fascist government, you can always rebel against it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> the people get really sour, like, oh, man, that Imperial changed sides. I think that happened with the, um, the, the Starfighter <laughs> game. He is another Imperial defector. It's like, you want the fascists to defect, everyone. That's what you want. <laughs> like, you want them to give up on being fascists and be rebels. That's don't feel bad about it feel good about it <laughs> <laughs> um so congratulations so i i it was this your first um win of the season for a world's invite yes this was my first uh uh world's invite win i was playing a lot of um grand army of the republic with anakin delta 7b before this game and um semi x-wing famous friends of mine were like just play han you'll win an invite and they were right. And I played with Han, and I got my invite. So, not lots to complain about. Alex is going to ask you, you're running Republic, how many dedicated is in the list? Because he has a requirement to make is it a good list. Is dedicated and Caesar Coruscant the same thing? No. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> none. None yeah, dedicated. Tragic. Your dice must be good. <laughs> Alex, Alex, tell the audience what is the correct number of dedicated upgrades that you need in a republic list. Bare minimum of three. Three so dedicated. When you, when you blank out with Obi Wan, you can re-roll them all into blanks again. <laughs> I'm assuming that happened to you all the time. Yep. yep. Ask him how many times it happens when him and I play each other. Hundred percent. Every like. time. Every yeah. time we don't get to play each other very often, but it does every time his he one just dies. Just My dogs have a you. flair for the dramatic. <laughs> I, th I think that I think the Grand Army of the Republic and First Order are kind of sitting there waiting for someone to really explode and beat everybody with it. Republic's oh. strong. I mean, they had that very popular Padme list. That's, that's yeah. running around. That's this is the tip of the iceberg, in my opinion. Well, there's a bunch of cool stuff. I love the Republic. It's like my second favorite faction. I just, uh, I'm not terribly interested in them right now. I don't know. Parks <laughs> are not terribly interesting to me to fly. 
Unless well, they're worth I'm, a lot more points on the air. In fairness, Alex, you ran Republic for like almost a whole year straight, didn't you? Or he kind of burned himself. He burned himself out on it. Nah, it's it's fine. I just uh, there's a bunch of cool things that you can't really do in Republic right now, or you can. It's just not as good as flying like three arcs, and that just gets boring to me. That's all. It is boring. All right, so I'll tell you what. Let's go through your list. We'll let you tell us what your list is, Wyatt, and then we can kind of get into. So JJ really wanted to kind of go through your run. Um, so what I'll say is we don't want to spend an hour going through your run because it Fair. looks like you played a lot of similar lists, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll keep it quick. There were a lot of mirrors. Like I, I, I played the same list at least three times, and <laughs> you can talk about that one a little bit. But uh, JJ was on GSP casting, so I'd really like to hear his point of view on it. Okay, all right. JJ, what is his list? Go ahead. All right, so uh, we got a Rebel list here. We got Han Solo uh, with Trickshot, Perceptive Co-Pilot, Bastan, and the Millennium Falcon title. Uh, Battle Yavin Luke, uh, which comes with Instinctive Aim, Proton Torpedoes, Attack Speed, and R2-D2. Uh, Wedge and Tilly's with Predator and Marksmanship. Keo Benzi with Juke, and then Sabine Wren with Beskar Reinforced Plating. Now, um, the I believe we had you on stream just for that final, if I if I remember correctly, for that day. Yeah, um, my list was and, too boring to play in any other match <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean there were a lot of hans in the top in the top yeah so, <laughs> so um so I, i'll speak directly to to the stream that you uh, that i commented it on there for you so i think that this version of the list is probably the most flexible one having the uh, I, I know the flip side of this is substituting uh sabine and keo in order for you to bring in fen rao at i6 uh which he is a solid option uh for just having that i6 attacker that can go in and you know punish um but having those added uh ships on there gives you a little more flexibility in terms of uh, having additional shots against opponents, having additional ships to go claim objectives or contest objectives, and um, and it allows you to uh, really spread out around the board and and create a bigger kill box uh, for your intended targets in order for you to go in there for you. Um, I, I know we were having a little bit of a talk um, during the, the pre-show when we were setting up about uh, the the difference between uh, your Han and uh, Josh Bender who you faced off with on the other side uh he ended up having a chopper crew uh for his and engine upgrade um in exchange for all oh, your the four points which you have on your han which is trick shot there and um it's it's really interesting right because the they're two very different mindsets for for han right um your version is obviously a lot more offensive minded um if you're if you're able to get that trick shot off um you're able to punch out four die and typically han usually is able to do that uh with his ability to have those re-rolls for that and it has a, a bigger um it has a bigger ceiling or higher ceiling for spike damage right if you're able to get all four of those uh results uh in to to do damage against your opponent because typically uh on average red dice tend to roll more results than green dice right you have a 50 percent chance on reds whereas it's 33 on greens so statistically the more red dice you you throw out you have a higher chance for you to um to just 
push out damage and Han being able to mitigate bad rolls with his ability um, helps increase that chance as well. So um, I get that that perspective there. The other version of Han is a little more a little more uh, evading, a little, yeah, a little more mobile. Um, being able to have that white boost or have the chopper uh, where you know he can take that action um, even if he's stressed, it, it just offers a little more flexibility there. Um, but I really wanted to to pick your brain on like your your decision making in terms of um, the upgrades on Han, like what you thought would be a better version of it, or if it's something that you chose for your particular playstyle. That's a good question. Um, with this version of two and a half edition, I've been feeling very limited. Um, I I really like being able to pick whatever upgrade I want on all my ships, and it makes me kind of frustrated that I can't. Like if you take Han, you must take X. If you take Luke, you must take Y. Like it's it's there are no options, and that's where I used to make my money is I I'd make unique lists, but with this kind of list building. Uh, there are situations in which certain ships are a must-take. Boy, Luke is so efficient, it's absolutely out of control. So if you're playing Rebels and you're not playing Boy Luke, you, you've just already handed your opponent the game, essentially. like You have to have it. What if you're playing Boy Luke and Lebo? Have you handed your opponent the game yet? That's what that's, that's, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's the six point um yt 2400 right uh, yeah yes. yeah yeah no you have not handed your opponent the game yet five point uh, proton torpedo force carrying uh machine is just too good i will say on the on the other side of what you're kind of talking about the trick shot versus the uh chopper, chopper engine. engine upgrade People do not spend enough time on their turn zero. I'm going to just lay that out. Um, I yes. listened to you guys last podcast in which I think your very wise co-caster called that Trickshot was not as good as Chopper. Um, Chopper, Chopper Engine. Mm-hmm. He's right. For, um, for people that are skilled, that's true. But um, you have to remember, 80% of the people that you play against are not uh as good as you i guess or, or not taking into account range zero or turn zero or the rocks or the objective and i won 80 i can say 80 percent of my games on turn zero it's really the people that really thought about it that were better than me and i had to actually change my strategy is there were people that are better than me in this tournament easy like easy call they're smarter gonna fill this up but your turn zero is really big and your buddy's right uh without turn zero that is a better list chopper engine upgrade is a better list but when you can set up a lane that you know you're gonna get at least two trick shots all you really yeah. knew it's it's a four point upgrade if you get two red dice out of it it's worth it this other thing is about things like crack shot um, what does crack shot really get you two green dice one green dice you know a threat of one or the other trick shots four points and it's it's two dice if you know how to fly and that's a big it's a big deal 
I forgot what the question was at this point. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh, your thoughts on on that build. Now, the other part that I wanted to to pick your brain on is the decision to go with uh, a wing wedge uh, for your list as your uh, as your three pointer for. Um, oh yeah. Here. Um, what what was your like when you're making selection for um, for this? Because Rebels does have actually quite a lot of decent options at three points. Um, what what was your your thoughts on selecting a wing wedge? I four uh, tech against arcs and Han. Um, five ship is my minimum for building competitive objective play lists. So yeah, you, you have to have five, or all your other ships have to be I five or better. So, well, you know, you know what's ahead. funny too when we were so I was watching the final at home while I was prepping the show for the day, right? And like I can't listen to audio. Some of it's because I can't listen to JJ all the time. <laughs> I knew I was going to hear him that night. Um, just kidding. Uh, but smart, no, he's like, a smart man. The some of the issue was is is just like with all the kids and stuff like that. Sometimes the kids want to watch something, so like I just throw it up on the laptop while I'm prepping the show and watch it. But I made the bet on you, and I I was like I was like I, you can ask JJ, but I was like I was like five ship beats four ship list almost every time. I think like like there might be a, a scenario where it doesn't. But like when we have essentially these two comparing like similar lists and I won't say your opponent didn't do a good job, but there and, and there was a couple of mistakes that they they definitely Oh, the made. last round was ugly. I played poorly. Yeah. He played poorly. I mean, Dion's right. The last round of the day is the ugliest round. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, starting. that's yeah, you're you're you've been playing. That's probably what your eighth game of X-Wing uh, within, you know, two days. And uh, uh, you've I, been on your feet for all day. I, and no, no mistakes. I've yeah. watched that game four times. and I was like, I could have not run into myself twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I do that as well. Like whenever I'm on stream, like I go back and review my matches just to be like, you know, what a bonehead that was of me not thinking that this was going to happen. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's, let's kind of move on from that. Unless Alex, did you have anything that you wanted to mention about the list real quick? Uh, no, he's just been saying stuff that we've been saying a lot, right? Luke, boy, Luke is the most taken ship for a reason. Yeah. Um, I I can't do four ship lists. I'd rather do five. That's about it. Yeah. Is your yes, scum yes, list yes, a five right. ship list? My scum list is a five ship list. Yeah. And that. hilariously, it's six, five, four, three, and two points, and they scale on the size of the the physical model. <laughs> the bigger the ship, the more points it's worth. It's great. <laughs> Balance. Balance. Yes. Um, so what I did is I went ahead and I threw each of your rounds in. Um, we don't have to go through the list like in detail, right? Like let's let's not spend the time in detail going, ooh, look at every one of these bloody ships. Um, but I do think if you look at your trajectory, it is hilarious. I, I when we get to the fourth round, I actually have a question for you on that list. Um, because that actually has been a list I have been running minus thread tracers. I don't understand the thread tracer piece of that. Um, if we're being yeah, frank, I just I know, I know the list you're talking about. Yes. So, um, so your first round was a, a mirror match, except for they had chopper. Um, and, and that's the chopper that I like to run as well. Like that's actually the list I had been playing around with um, moving away from CIS just to have uh, some rebel fun. Um what was it like flying against an identical Han? <laughs> um, 
same thing. He, 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 this is a mistake a lot of haunts are doing. And I, I, I this is advice to him. He's playing haunt. He laid his haunt out in front of my entire force. So almost every ship had a shot on Han on the second round. And um, Han is not invincible, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he will die. So he can't tank the way you think he's going to be able to tank with that one reroll on the green dice. So my mirror uh, did not value. It's like a, like playing chess with the queen. He overvalued the queen. And he just played it out there and thought it was going to be the end all be all piece. And it just ended up burning up. Well, if you fly Han into a joust, yeah. usually Han does not live if he can't get away. And the without biggest, engine upgrade, he ain't getting away. <laughs> he's getting away. My biggest moves were not setting Han up for a joust. Uh, the two games I was in doubt, I put him in corners and I made arcs fly over rocks to get to Han. Fair point. All right. Your second round was an Empire list without a Vader. Well, all right. That's a lie. Yeah, it has yeah. a Vader. It has a Vader in the rack. Yeah. <laughs> in the rack. But without a Vader, without yeah, the other Vader. Um, so I don't have the scores from any of these. So I have no idea how close any of these 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 were. Um, so obviously, like that list, did you struggle against that type of an Empire list at all? I mean, it's that list has got to feel very similar-ish to your list, except for I don't feel Rack is as good as Han, personally. Um, at the point value, but that's accurate. Um, that, um, that was a, a close cool game, list. but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like it was always 50 50. It was there was never a time where the other list was ahead. And um, Han always lays out this big point total that's always just kind of out of your reach. And if you chase him, you just getting you just getting obliterated by the dice that he's throwing at you. And I will say, uh, Trick Shot came up on this game four times with wow. the back. So, um, what is that? Four times one? Yeah, four extra dice at least. It's like a and, whole other uh, shot. Yeah, it's like a whole other list. It's like, uh, it's big. Especially when they don't roll green dice. Except for, it, or, well, I guess then, they um, one because it was the thing is, Rack right. has to roll back obstructed at you, so that's another green dice on Han that he can re-roll. Yeah, you gotta love that. Did you ever get a range one obstructed trick shot on him? Yeah, you know what? All tournament, I did not get one. I was looking for <sighs> it so hard that five dice, um, big shot, or uh, yeah. Three plus one plus one. Yeah, that would have been really fun. But people were smart. People are really good are, uh, at this tournament. Just really smart players. All right. The third list she played was another bloody rebel list. This one had AP5, JJ's favorite rebel ship until they nerfed them. Yeah. Um, that was literally JJ only ran AP. I hate they had it. A, I they had a, love AP5. This list had a Bodeca uh, in it, right? Yes. Yeah, Bodeca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The player of this list made a pretty grievous error and placed Padeka ineffectively and flew her over a rock during the most important turn. So it was an it was an on it was an on game, more or less. And if you add up the life that her list had total, um, it was it never could have sustained Han's fire. Yeah, and I think that's like that. 
when we talk about this, and, and that's actually going to be a, a future segment on the show, is we got to talk about, you know, like when we talk about list building and these other things, like Han has the ability to output and outmaneuver people. And that's like yeah. when we talk about like costing and different things like that, like I I know why they did it. Like I know why they gave, they, like we, in, in, in fairness to AMG, we complained as a community about Rebels and they listened. They they definitely listened this time compared to last time. Um, maybe you listened a little bit too much because the, the math everybody... is overwhelming. The Han math. I'm not going to claim to be some sort of genius. Like this list is the best list. I just happened to be flying it that day. It's like Han's crazy. It's like six to Jesus ten dice on one round. Pre-roll and mod, pretty wild. Yeah, it's like. The only thing that he doesn't have is the dash effect where he can land on rocks and shoot you without being obstructed. And then, and I've been, and I've been flying that dash as like for fun. It's not that good. Hunts way better. I five and I six are a big uh, selling point. Is, is Han a bigger bad bad guy than Torkelbox? There you go. That's the question you got to ask Whew. yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say yes because Torkelbox is still six points, and um, Han gets to fire twice, whether at I six or I one. Uh, it's an inside joke. I hate Torkelmux. That is like a joke of the show. I have hated Torkelmux since day one. I started playing X-Wing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think um, Han even cracks your top 10, honestly. Yeah. Han is never like, I don't yeah. like playing. I will. I won't lie and say I don't like playing against Han, but it's kind of like Poe. You either ignore him the whole game or you have to burn him down. You don't, you only have two. There's only two options, you know, like you either ignore him or you, or you go murder him. Unless it's chance yeah. engagement, then you can half him and that's okay. So yeah, that second game I got a bit of a break by Bodaka being on the rock. I think it would have been a much better game. Hera was flown well. Um, the Bodaka really put the game in my favor. All right, the next one is this is and this is the list that I wanted to know about. So your your fourth round opponent, um, Bento Baka. I don't know who the hell that really is, but. They ran an FO list, and again, I run very a very similar FO list, except for I'm more of the crispy Kylo style. I prefer my Predator, um, and I prefer my Pattern Analyzer, but that's just me. That's just, like, that's a personal preference on my Kylo. Um, but I don't understand why Whirlwind has Thread Tracers, honestly. Um, like, I was, like, I get it. I don't disagree. I, I get it. Everybody gets a bloody lock, and you can, like, bump him up to i6 and whirlwind then gets focuses and then can shoot thread tracers and everybody gets a target lock so then you're double modded i get it but i don't know like this is a game that um i probably should have lost my opponent forgot to trigger malaris at the at the appropriate time oh um that was that that was just a forgotten trigger and i he asked me can i go back and i really hate that i really hate being able to be the person that's like sure go back and beat me like so we agreed that um he had missed the trigger and i think if he hadn't missed the trigger on it he would have won and that's that's really it i think that was a one point game if i'm remembering correctly wow um he probably should have beat me so do you feel the cluster missiles is worse than the thread tracers in that list or maybe just against your list i don't know i just the thread tracers i have a harder time with because it feels like you have to confine your list into one or two targets 
Unless I guess unless they joust you, then whatever they joust you. I mean, they're yeah, always looking for. They're always looking for a joust, and they're good at it because they set up late, right? Um, mm -hmm. And Malaris is always going to be able to find that joust, no matter you set up in the center, and you can't get away from his joust. No. Um, I would say that 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 first order list has a big weakness um, against Empire, especially the Arc Padme list. Um, so it's very good against Han, but it, it suffers against Han's counter. And if flown well, and this is my opinion, if flown well, I think First Order is the best uh, list on on the table right now. Um, it, like at its peak, First Order will win a tournament. Yeah, and like for me, this list, like I feel this list is the one of the funnest lists I've ever ran personally. Like in terms of play style, it is. You can't land on rocks like I can with CIS. Um, so there's a negative there. Uh, I'm just gonna say that's a negative. I think I I like that's why I like flying CIS because if you hit a rock, you're like, oh, just flip a chart, whatever, don't care. <laughs> um, anyway, but I have actually been flying a very similar version of this list, and I just I I just find it fun, right? Like it either wins. I love the jamming. Like I just love going. You want to get jammed? Whirlwind is amazing, I think, because because a, a a number that it counts is zero, so that's a focus token, you know. Yep. Yeah, and that's the best part is like it's just like yep. I mean, and and with Whirlwind, it, you can literally just fly. Though I did learn you cannot point your arc backwards and then oh, shoot no. your that, missiles that and then get your work. focus tokens. I yeah. found that out the hard <laughs> way. I I I I ease. I I quickly lost. I didn't. I quickly lost that game because whirlwind just became an ineffective thing. Cause by the time I turned around it, it didn't matter. But um, anyway, I, I just think that like, I don't know the jamming piece of that list is fun and it's fun to line up bullseyes. Um, it's like having two dirges and you get one at a lower initiative and then you have the ability you're there, you know, you're just, you're just there and, and you're not coordinating until, you know, the end, if you don't want to, um, and if you want to coordinate, you can, if you don't want to coordinate anything, you don't have to. It's true. All right. So your round five was the Padme list. The counter list was your round five, excuse me, your round five on the last, on the end of the first day. How did so, you deal with that? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to, this is the, this is the game that I'm going to shout out to everyone who thinks that like flying hot is a, an instant win. Um, this guy was on my ass and almost won this game. He did a uh, seven damage with Padme against Han in the first two rounds. That includes a shield plus three and another plus three, like perfect hit. Um, there is no guarantee when you're playing X Wing. Everyone always has an aggressive idea and a way to win. Uh, I was very, this is uh, two games in a row between First Order and, and, and um, Empire or uh, Galactic Army of the Republic that I was very lucky to win. I'd say it's another 50-50 match that I just kind of rolled rolled away from. I, I played it exactly perfect, but so did they. So between First Order and this list, uh, that was those two 50-50s that I just walked away from very smartly and won on objectives. First order is, I think, top top rank right now. Uh, people think M uh, rebels are smart with the best and Han. First order is really where that skill ceiling is at at its best. And uh, this with the Padme, easy counter, but a lot of health. I don't think it's a. I think it's a. 
a tier list at best. Hey, look, somebody agrees with Alex. Alex said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to your day two. Um, you had to play two more rounds of Swiss. One of them was a draw because essentially you were undefeated. Oh, yeah, um, me and uh, Sandy drew, drew out. Yeah, and so I, I, I don't... <laughs> Did you guys play a game for fun at all or no? Uh, so I blew him out on that. On that, I know what game you're looking at. He was a Grand Army of the Republic, right? And he lost pretty hardcore. It was a 25 to 5 or something. No, no, no this was uh, against the uh, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, we, we, we intensely drew. There was no game. Okay. Oh, so you guys well, did not play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And that's why I didn't know if you played for fun. So when, when I did the LCQ, I intentionally drew my last round. I went three and one, and then I drew the last round because I was like, screw it. Like, the probability is too high that I'm just going to get in. So, but I played out the game against my opponent, and then it came down to the last round. And I was glad I drew because I ended up losing the last round, and I probably would not have gotten in. I would have been pissed off. Um, <laughs> so, I, mean, I made I, shout out to that guy. So, Obi-Wan, I love that guy is one of the best people to play against. I love that guy. He is so nice. Um, Everybody's nice, but that guy, like specifically, like we debated it, and he's like, he's like, hey man, you just got to make a decision and roll the dice. He's like, you want to play me or not? Like, like if you lose, you can at least say you lost somebody going to world. So, like, Jesus. nah, fuck that. We'll just no. Uh, I we'll just I try it. to set aside all pretenses of arrogance. Like none of us are any smarter than anyone else. I, I don't think that's true. Um, yeah. I will say that uh, like. When we were drawing, Stanny Stanizuski was kind of like, you know, I am top rank for the day. And I'm like, okay, Stanny, that's fine. <laughs> we can all go to bed, all being undefeated, you and me, and then deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> he was so, I don't know. I like him. He's a smart guy, really smart guy, but he seems so holier than me. And I was like, man, okay. <laughs> that's all I, I have to say about Stanny. Yeah. I get to give him so much shit because he's a local of mine. And he's definitely told, he's definitely smarter than me. I, I, I'm not gonna dispute that. But that that little extra of like I'm actually top ranked for the day. I'm like, okay, man, that doesn't matter. <laughs> We're both undefeated. <laughs> I told him that Lulo was definitely a good piece that you can put in your list that is not just complete trash. Oh, he and didn't then he believe that. Dismissed me, and then he yeah. put it in his list. Look at that. I get to give him so much shit. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> you should, Alex, you should have made a bet. That's what you, you got to learn from Tanner. You got to start making bets because then you, maybe he would have had to wear a shirt that says no one Alex was going to actually bring Lulo because he just kind of came out of nowhere. I'm glad my character judgment was, wasn't completely out of the blue. I'm like, Man, that's a bit much, Danny, that you're just telling me that you're the best one. Oh, no. I mean, he, he's a local of mine. I, I see him frequently. Like, we talk all the time. So it's not. <laughs> Cool. Super weird. I just get, to, I just get to give him shit. So, so you want to hear a crazy story about Ryan and I? So Ooh, last year for, um, yeah, here. So because Ryan, because we're all from Michigan. Last year we played Michigan GT together, and Ryan and I make it to the top. Right, we, we it's like super late because I I never ran a tournament before, so I was super smart, and we decided to do all the rounds and then top cut all in one day. So I didn't do like seven rounds in one day, and then um. So we, we talked about it like we could just roll off, right? We just roll off and see whoever wins road and then call it a night. 
And I was like, nah, I think we should play each other. I want to I want to play this out. I've never like been to the top of a tournament before. So like to me, this is just going to be fun, even though it's like, you know, eight o'clock at night. So we did. And then we ended in a tie and had to roll off anyway. <laughs> so it didn't fucking matter. It was like, God damn it. We literally just saved ourselves an hour and a half here. Um, but Stan Azusi is a good guy. He's our he's one of our locals. He's oh, and I, um, I, really I will nice admit guy. he's smarter than me. He's he's a smarter list builder. He executes better than I. So it was just luck at the end of that tournament that I came out on top and not him. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to top cut. There's a top cut of four. Um, you played another um, Padme list um, as your top four opponent. I don't remember. This one wasn't on stream, was it, JJ? No, it wasn't. Not, no. Okay. Yeah, uh, Stanislavski was playing uh, Joshua on stream while I was doing this list. This was a blowout, and it was all dice luck. Um, I laid Luke out as a bait. Uh, I wanted Luke to be shot by his whole list. And I had anticipated... If Luke lives one round after doing that, I have already won. Luke took no damage on that exchange. Uh, wow. All, all six of his ships shot Luke, and he Luke took no damage. Uh, at that point, I anticipated that I maybe had a 15% increase in the win chance, so that was maybe um, 65, 35 at that point. Next round, Luke uh, took six shots and didn't die, and I um, had one at that point it was a th- we, it was a three rounder we have your dice <laughs> can we yeah, seriously. Your um, dice? <laughs> they say every every great run consists of a bit of luck a bit of prep and that was my luck because none of my other games had any sort of dice luck at all it's all average up to that point and then when i hit the top four i got big luck and um i'm gonna talk i shout out to hayden um he was a good player and he set up well. So uh, he should, he probably should have at least a 50 50 shot at that game. And it just happened to go my way. Then the final, we kind of talked a little bit about it, but the final was a similar list except for Fen instead of the other lists. And I, I don't know, like, I think we could talk. I, I don't know if everybody agreed to me, the five ship usually beats the four ship in this instance in terms of if you have similar skill set and and stuff like that like i i I, how about this did the scenario that you played give you the advantage for that or absolutely um assault and satellite array with five ships is much easier than four ships also um not to cast shade on joshua but he took his turn zero a lot less seriously than i did um I set up a path for Han to fly, and that early on Han scored two objectives by himself on turn two or three. And after he did that, I was like, I win. I, I just knew that at that point that I was outside of some sort of insane math variance, having Han claim two alone was the key to victory. Yeah, and I would yeah. say the five ships always like always is benefit. Like in salvage, you get an extra crate carrier. Like you can put four ships and carry one crate if that's all you want to do, and you have four ultra maneuverable ships. You know, or maybe not ultra, but you know, four maneuverable ships that can do crazy thing. Um, yeah, it's so. um, it was a pretty easy setup. 
uh, I think Joshua's a little burned out. I know he's I know he's better than what he set up. And um, if you can cut off three objectives from your opponent, that's huge. Like they were all on my side of the board. Sabine wasn't flying too well. I actually ran my Honda and Sabine at, at the end of the game. It didn't even matter. Um, I just cut off half of the objectives from him, and there was nothing he could do about it. And that was all turn zero. So, all right. Anyone have anything else about the run that we want to talk about before we move on to store chance discussion? Yeah, just just one last question. So for the newer players who you know are thinking about um, using the same type of list archetype uh, for like Han, um, what do you think is the biggest like weakness for the list that a, a newer player may want to consider early on for for this list? If you're trying to crack a Han list, um, you have to be flying very aggressive. So range one Jedi, I'm talking about Mace Windu, Anakin, Obi-Wan, things that, and dash is going to be a, an effect. So once the next points change uh, happens, you can bet that dash is going to be a problem. Um, get into range one of Han and others and blast because uh, Delta 7B or even a calibrated laser targeting Jedi, if you, as soon as you get range one and start burning them down, he pays for it. You'll see a lot of Hans that just lie themselves out in the middle, just just killing. New players kill Han. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think in your world with the way your Han is, is your Han is no no offense and don't take offense to this, but your Han oh, is more predictable. It's very simple. Yeah, your your yours is the predictable Han in my opinion. That's like when we when we. It's funny you must have watched the other shows because when we did say engine upgrade chopper is better when you're not running chopper like it's not a slight on anybody it's just it's it's for like for me it's the engine upgrade piece of that right can you can like i've literally used chopper and engine upgrade um more times than i've used a trick shot and maybe that's because i hate obstacles and i don't want to hit them so like i'm not as good at Getting the opponent to fly into the obstacles to get a trick shot off. That's probably more of my oh, it's, it's, thing. It's super fair. Um, the um, the trick shot coming up, it, if you had a good game, it came up four times. So that's, what, two shots? You know, it's... The the Bistan is the problem. I think everyone knows that. But Bistan plus trick shot means that you have double the opportunity to hit a four dice or five dice shot. And then you're just pushing the math out of reach for any sort of counter. That's what I'm, that's what I think about Han is that his math is just too crazy. And I I'll be the first to admit I'm not I'm not a, a an S tier player. I'm not Duncan or Bryant. You know, like if you play Han, you're gonna win. That's that's what I'm gonna say to people. That's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> not playing enough Han. I, I tried Omahan, then I can I win. Tried, I tried to play Grand Army of the Republic, and I lost. And my everyone, my buddies was telling me, "Play Han, you win." And I'm like, "You're right," and I did, and I did. So uh, before the points change, that's my advice to everybody: if you're trying to win, play Han. All right. 
Well, thank you for for that tournament run. You're welcome to stick with us. We're going to do store champ coverage. So if you want to join us, uh, you can stick around. You don't have to stick around. I don't know how long JJ told you we cast for. So uh, I'll, I'll stick around. I got another beer in the tank. If you guys will have me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, he came prepared. We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we are we are the for fun show where um, you're the probably best, um, the highest winner on this show. I mean, look at JJ did this weekend. So. JJ can win his Nickel City League games. I'll tell you what. JJ wins Nickel City League games, but he can't win a store champ. Alex wins store champs, but doesn't win at Nickel City game league. I just always come in like third or fourth. Like I can't do any better than that, it seems. So there you go. Her highest winner on this podcast when we had Duncan like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so we're 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 all the we're we're all the the Joshes around here. We just Nothing is serious <laughs> except for our trends. <laughs> for newer players, it, it, so I don't know. I never, I don't know all the statistics of who watches the show or not. But I will say that if 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 you are watching this for the first time or if you are a newer player, we did actually do a turn zero discussion two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Um, JJ, I'll look it up and post it in our Discord. But um, we did <laughs> turn zero discussion, and <laughs> Deslin, it's mostly you watching. There you go. Um, fair enough. And um, that is fair. Desi, the only person that's watched the show longer than Deslin has been JJ. So just as an FYI, <laughs> JJ was our first fan ever. And now he's on the show. But um, we did do a turn zero discussion uh, like two or three weeks ago. Um, I do have that up on our Academy 101. So if you're newer to the show and you are just joining in, or if you have friends that are newer to the show, we do a series called Academy 101 where we kind of break down um, different facets of the game and we try to get it so that you guys can you know learn from maybe not the experts but learn from people that at least enjoy and want to do well um while playing the game so um we do have some of that stuff up there we have a whole chess uh x-wing series so if you want to hear me compare x-wing to chess we spent i don't know like 10 episodes doing that. yeah we did we broke it down yeah <laughs> um anyway so let's move on to our pattern analyzer segment to close the show out tonight. All right. This part of the show where you don't see any of our faces. Now they come back. This part of the show is our, a, our, pattern analyzer segment where we look at the winning list for store champs and we look at the top list that we feel or i'm just gonna say the top list that tanner feels is beneficial um because nobody else gives their input so i just make up whatever list i feel looks cool um that didn't win the tournament um one of these days the two guys will have like input and they'll because like sometimes i pick one and i make them read it and they get pissy about it um because they did they didn't that's not one they would they liked um but um, if you want to know, I think um, why you you asked uh, about where to find that stuff. We have a playlist called Academy 101 on our YouTube channel. And that is where you can check those out. All right. I can, I'll find it in moments. Yeah. So we do like I have actually probably like four Academy 101s, but there's one that's a master list. And then I break down each of our segments. So if it is part of a big series like our chess wing, I have a whole chess wing series things and jj will get i'll tell you what jj has nothing better to do he'll find the links to each of the playlists and post them in the chat here in the yeah. next few minutes so so all right the first 
store champ we have coming up is from Washington. They did um, a top cut of two. I will say that currently right now we are going to cover um, store champs with 16 plus um, people. I apologize. Um, if you want us to cover your store champ, but you didn't have 16 people, let me know. We'll do it. Uh, but I'm actively searching that out. Um, yeah, I know you want that, Alex. I did not put yours in there, but you're care. welcome no, to put it in fine. there if you want. Um, Nothing new. But I, I just, I, no, no matter what we, however we feel, we know what the rules are and what they're going to enforce. So to me, it feels like let's cover the ones that are going to qualify um, at this point. And again, if you have something cool, I don't know, let us know. We'll we'll cover we'll cover whatever. We'll cover a two person store champ if you want. I mean, you might not want the you might not want us to because you might not want AMG to know, but we'll do it. Um, <laughs> all right. So this one had a top cut of two. We had two four and O players uh, for this. Uh, it looks like we have a winner here that has a very similar list to our winner from Nova. Um, <laughs> So I'll tell you what. So the way we work this is we ask everybody to read a list. So I don't know what your favorite faction is, but you're welcome to go ahead and read the top list from Rai, who won the whole tournament. Go ahead, Wyatt. Or what? Where would I find Wyatt? Jesus? Yeah, wow. you call me Wyatt. You did. Sorry. Uh, where do I click on that at? <laughs> uh, so it should be page seven of the um, of the stream doc. All right. Can you straight link me it, JJ? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. So I'll tell you what, we'll let Alex cover the top list. Go ahead, Alex. Okay, so we have the wrong Han Solo with Perceptive Co-Pilot, Bistan, Trickshot, and the Falcon. Uh, boy Luke, Jukio, Sabine with Beskar, and then Ahalakand, because A-Wings are too fast. I don't know. I, I would prefer Wedge, honestly, but I do see people play Ahalakand a lot. Are you on the wrong one? Am I on the wrong one? You are. You're so we'll we're, we're we'll we go not? down to Firefly, <laughs> South Carolina store champ. There you oh, go. There you go. I'm ready. I'm ready now. Far. I'm ready now. If you guys, he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> I was saving that for Wyand, right? This is this he is the winner's list, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is um this is very smart. Sabine Wren uh, with Beskar reinforced plating on the um, TIE Fighter. So if anyone who is not flying Sabine Wren, you should be. It's two points, and you can cancel a crit. Wedgeness Hillies with Crackshot, Marksmanship, and Vector Cannons. Big mistake. Should be flying Predator and Marksmanship, I said. But uh, just a fine. Boy Luke, five points of treasure. Uh, Kia Venzi with Concussion Missile. So this guy um, almost went down the right path. He, like, with Wedge and Kia, he almost made the right decision. But with Kyo, you have to take Juke. It's too much of a threat. Just like Wampa on the Empire side, Kyo with Juke is an existential threat that people can't handle. And Han Solo with Bistan and Perko, Chopper, Engine Grade, and Millennium Falcon. Um, this is a list for people that are smarter than I am. Uh, the Chopper and Engine Upgrade gives you extra options. Should you be blocked? I think the real lesson is here is to just never ever be blocked on Han. And you can pull it off, guys. It's it's easy to do. All right. The other list that I picked is um 
the other pig is another Han list, but it had two Clenran volunteers. JJ, what the hell is that list? Yeah, all right, so we got the uh, the uh, the standard loadout Han. I'm gonna call it uh, with engine upgrade, Bistan chopper, and perceptive co-pilot. Uh, the two Fang fighters, uh, with which are the Clenran volunteers, with best car reinforced plating, shield upgrade, and marksmanship. Uh, Kio Venzi with concussion missiles and lone wolf, and then of course it being run with best car reinforced plating. Uh, it's nice to see those actual two uh, Fang fighters in this list there uh, with uh, with the shield upgrade and best car reinforced plating. Uh, makes them actually very very tanky especially at range one uh being able to uh, essentially make it hard for them to get critted and to like put any significant like uh like critical damage on their ships uh with that shield upgrade being that uh initial buffer for any additional crits that make it through the best guard reinforced plating uh it's uh definitely a really interesting list i wonder um how it would do in the long run or like what type of like uh archetypes that this went against um just to see how how well they flew those fangs uh but uh great job uh making three and one at the tournament all right next one is the store champ jj scrubbed out of um yeah Alex, time. go ahead and tell us what list you were trying to tell us about beforehand Hey, listen, I scrolled a little bit too far. We're fun. <laughs> okay. The totally correct Han with perceptive Vistan trick shot entitled Cough. Boy Luke, uh, Jukio, Sabine with Beskar, and then Holocund. Scroll back I, like a minute to hear my opinions on that. Hall's yeah. hot. Yeah. Is it just is it just because you get the free focus? Is that why? Is that why people like them? Like it, yeah. Is it better the, than Wedge, though? You get the double 100 advanced proton torpedo if you make it there and he lives. It's, it's or, just, or Hulk can double mod himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get the double modded one because he just rolls up, takes a focus, and spend the charge to get the red lock. Right. Yeah. Fair, fair enough, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's that, three points. It's, it is three points. I don't like that. I can't. I don't know. I don't like. I can't take dorsal to it or something on him. So well, you have yeah. dorsal as well. It's dorsal. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, dorsal APT. Yeah. Um, All right. Just, well, I like them though. I don't like it specifically in that kind of list because you have a bunch of really fast ships, and you're a white wing. So he tends <laughs> to just Doo-doo. get focused out. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna go anywhere. Because your ordinance is range one, and if you're range one, you have a dead white wing. Fair enough. All right, the Warbot Zero, good buddy from Nickel City, there uh, is yeah, running a another list. This one is essentially similar to the Padme list, but instead it has Mace Windu Seven B with heightened perception R four P seventeen, Contrail with crack shot R three, Besh title and Seismics. Not sold on the crack shot on Contrail, but it is it can be good. It can be good. That that's like a Duncan Howard holdover here. I, I don't know. <laughs> I would rather have proton bombs personally or concussion bombs or something. I don't know. You can do yeah. concussions bombs if you have dedicated. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Right, there you go. See? Thank you. 
Now, I do want to make a shout out for this um, uh, for for everybody over at Firefly Games. This was a fantastic event that uh, that they threw out there. Uh, definitely want to give a shout out to Larry T, who came up. Uh, well, we ended up uh, taking a photo, posting out on the Discord there. It was great to meet everybody there. Uh, for my two games that I ended up playing there, uh, my first uh, game that I played was against Andrew Block, um, also known as uh, Velvet Buddha on Discord. Uh, we had a fantastic game. We just made a lot of wrong decisions uh but he managed to pull it out at the end uh to to win an assault uh won my second match and then my third match was a rematch actually from a top four that i had way back in 2019 against mark jarrett uh back when i was uh, playing at a regional event in melbourne florida it was great to see him again and play him out again uh that one also was super close he was flying a scum list and uh and did very well he uh beat me by one point uh his fen route just being able to uh just slip away from vader three times and uh and got the win there uh but it was a great time and um i'm just glad that uh we were able to uh get the uh, world's invite to the winner of the event yeah that's always beneficial all right yeah the next one is a spain tournament right it's a spain tournament um and essentially we have almost the similar almost the same list um i don't know I, i'm not gonna go over it it is the standard rebel list here but one of the lists i found interesting and i'm not gonna try and pronounce his name because you will all make fun of me for it so i'm not gonna do it um but why and like what is what is the top unique three in one list that this gentleman Phantasma ran? There you go. I can say Phantasma. Yeah, there you go. Uh, crap. <laughs> um what what did he run? Because there's a Canyon Jarris, and that seems pretty unique uh compared to what we normally see. So if I'm I can't really see the list in front of me, but you're talking about the KG uh the, the uh, Canyon uh, list with the IG eleven attached to it. Yeah, that's the suicide cannon, right? Uh, no, it's a different one. Uh, okay, could, could someone link me the list you guys are talking about? Sure, sure. Bad. I'll send it to you again. Yeah, no worries. It's like J7's got me. I got you. Yeah. Make sure you send them a link that allows him to view it instead of just the regular link. Yeah. Good old JJ. There you um, go. Oh, okay, so this is the Kaden Jarrus with the in the uh, Rebel side, with Zeb, Hera, Compassion, Veteran Turret Gunner, Ablated Plating, Fire Control System, and Ion Cannon Turret. So <laughs> this is the one with Dutch and um, Kaden. Not a very good list, uh, all in all, in my opinion, um, but it will throw people who are inexperienced. And the reason for that being, uh, you just throw a big ship that's going to be tossing four dice with unlimited mods right in the middle. I don't, I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for, but that's that's what um, really hits people hard when they fight a cannon like this. Um, his support features seem strong with Fen'Rao, but other than that, a pretty middling list in my opinion. Yeah, so I think the piece that it's kind of cool is he made three and one, but he had two fake fighters, right? And like, oh, we don't yeah. see that very often. Yeah, see that. But Deco Fan are actually pretty closely tied to in Rebel. 
um, I've been seeing some sort of champs where Fan and Padeka are running it alone, pretty much at the end of the situation. Yeah, it's crazy. So too crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, the next store champ we have is the Firestorm Games in Cardiff, UK. This one, Dom actually did not take CIS. So, Dom, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, man. Where's my CIS list here, baby? I've talked to you for how long, and you ain't running no damn CIS list. So, where's my CIS list in here? The top four were freaking all resistance. So, like, it's like the UK said, hey, let's run FO. Oh, we mastered FO. Now let's run resistance all of a sudden. So, um, this will tickle Alex's uh, Alex's bucket here there also was a top scum list that i was excited about alex which list do you want to cover do you want to cover the the resistance or the scum list um you know i will do that resistance list because this was my opponent at nova Uh that jj fed fed him with my list (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's like, yeah, Alex, you're flying the Republic. Do chance engagement against resistance. That's a good matchup. <laughs> uh, yeah, so congratulations to Mark. Great guy. Uh, he was halfway drunk while we were playing. It was like 10 o'clock at night for him. It was fantastic. Uh, this was the exact list he brought against me. He had uh, Zori with Dorsal, uh, Wartime, Plasma, R4, LO with Heroic Swarm Tactics, and Jamming Beam. Uh, Snap Wexley with R6D8, Heroic, and Ferrisphere. The Nizadoza with Barrage Rockets Marksmanship, and Jess Pava with M9G8 and Baffled. And in the, the game that he played against me, he would always Swarm Tactics Jess up to hit really hard at I5. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely interesting to see Jess with M9G8s instead of like a BBA, uh, BB Astromech just to have those charges. Uh, but yeah, being able to swarm tactics just to uh, five, to have those really big uh, shots there at I- I5 along with Zori and Elo. Yeah, that's that definitely sounds painful. Yeah, it's what, not, it's, it's... what would you say is like if you could replace one upgrade on one of your ships, what would that be? Uh, for this list, hard not to put M9G8 on like LO. Yeah, loadout. Cool, whatever, <laughs> but like M9G8, man. Granted, Rough he was call. using that two target lock LO, so like LO now has mods. Uh, but uh, just Pava, man, I'd like to use her ability. Uh, true so, enough. Yeah, so true. So, but they also have wartime loadout. Wouldn't you get rid of wartime loadout too? I mean, yes. Um, not not with <laughs> Zori. Not for but, Zori. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a personal hater of wartime loadout because boosting and also calculating Z90 or uh, Y Wings. Super good. It's super fun. All right. JJ, what was the top scum list that couldn't be the bride today was just a bridesmaid? 
<laughs> so this uh this is straight up crispy uh all over this list here so we got <laughs> fen round the fang fighter with debris gambit shield upgrade of course crispy would load that out different uh dengar with expert handling jammy being greedo and contraband cybernetics punishing one in r5p8 uh dirge with proton cannons contraband cybernetics and engine upgrade dace bone arm in the uh in the hwk with a protective collab contraband cybernetics engine upgrade and multi-crow title to round off the list there uh definitely a a strong higher initiative list with the exception of dace who's i4 uh that fenral and dengar can definitely punish really good uh fenral being able to use the Bree gambit to give himself an evade um it's definitely a much more defensive minded row um that wants to like depending on the situation can take that evade uh then uh with an evade and concordia face off at range one you're you're gonna have a hard time pushing in damage uh, against fen Rao. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's definitely a solid list there. They spawn arm being able to, uh, coordinate Fen Rao, uh, early on if he needs to, and just hold on to those focuses with Moldy Crow, uh, definitely a solid way to, to really double mod the shots, uh, for either Fen Rao or Dengar, whoever you needed on. I still like Dace with Ahsoka better. Just personally, it's funner to run. No one plays that, but Zach. And me, I play that. When I play Scum, since they got rid of my three-point cannon that can do anything. Since they jacked up Torkoal to six points, you know. Uh, I never run Torkoal, so <laughs> that'll never be a thing that Tanner runs. All right. Family time games in Indiana, which I kind of feel silly. I didn't know this was going on. We probably could have gone to this. Um, it's not super far. Well, for you, I guess, Alex, it is. But for me, it wasn't super far. We we I could have gone to this. I did not know that. Um, it existed. So the winner had um, actually the winner had a very similar list to what I played um, uh, for a Nickel City League. It had the three arcs, but then it had kickback, axe, and slider, which is a little bit different because the other one had Anakin in it. But um, Jeremy, if you're watching this later in, in post, th that might be something you want to pick up. Like this looks pretty decent too. All of them are SOCs. Um, with Axe and Kickback having the Diamond Borons. It's weird with Kickback having that Diamond Boron, um, but probably pretty good. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago, didn't we, Alex? That was something that you and I had a conversation about. Yeah, yeah. if you don't want that of a Diamond Boron missiles are pretty fun. Yeah. I or think SOC is being underutilized. Um, there's a lot of good ships in there, especially the Torrents with six health instead of five. Those are, those are good ones spy on no i agree with you i think that i think i do agree with you i think the socs are being slept on and i do think that they are somewhat decent tech against han to some extent I think um they are. you know being able to pass a lot of that around now just could you imagine if there was even dedicated in there on top of that like, it would be oh unstoppable. man yeah well, being able to pass the evade token already is pretty hot for a seat of <laughs> Um, yeah, and I what could take dedicated that slider instead of this garbage sink console. All right, all right, that's fair. Fine, fine, that's fair. You he shoots before Jag, he's not benefiting from it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, I agree with you, Alex. I, I, I don't, it is what it is, right? Like, dedicated just is better on slider. Um, so, but this is a cool list. I, I actually kind of think this is a kind of a cool list that we haven't seen um a specific variant of in that um alex what did colfax run 
our good old friend Colfax from Nickel City, baby, running some B-Wing. And Lando, what the hell did Colfax take? You know, the, he does he listen? Because he took Lando instead of on here. <laughs> uh, so Lando with hopeful nine nub Leia, agile ablative plating engine and Falcon. Boy Luke. Uh, Braylon with Mark Savile, collision detector, <laughs> seismics, delayed fuses, and the config, and then Wedge with Marks and Chip and Elusive. Um, you can Mark Savile people if you collision detector. That's the thing you could bring for 10 points, or like 8 points. I, I think collision detector went down a little, but yikes. <laughs> uh, that That's a list. I mean, um, do you just like fly onto the rock, hand the strain out, and like, because you do the one straight onto it, and then you you close your no, detector you have to go and then through it. Mark doesn't work. Yeah, you land on the. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, I I would have dropped the delayed fuses and seismics for a trick shot if I'm going to go with this, because you know <laughs> why not, right? Mod as many dice as you can uh, with Braylon's ability. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's cool. You can do some dirty things like just roll off with a focus with Braylon and then Lando a lock roll. If you're spicy, um, I don't know. Wedge can reposition at five with Lando's help. Also, Leia's pretty nice, especially opens up that B-Wing dial. Yeah, yeah the, the Leia I, I, is pretty, I think, dope with that. It's not the kind of Lando I would run because I still want nine up perceptive co-pilot in Bistan, but it worked. They got <laughs> fourth. Fair enough. Yeah, three and one. All right. So we'll we only got two minutes left. We only got two minutes left, and uh, and so I'm gonna quickly burn through the wizards' chest. Um, essentially the list that won that. Um, so it's out of Colorado. The Liam end up um dropping. Uh, but I do have Liam's list in here. Uh, because I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so the winner ended up being the Panama Anakin um Jag wolf oddball list uh for it so that was the winner the top person liam ran boy luke gina moonsong and i love gina's last name that's my favorite part of this whole thing um (laughs) but she had fire control proton cannons plasmas and s foils our boy hole then sabine with lone wolf and then lebo Lebo, and that's why I had to put it in here because Lebo went 4 0, baby, and is the notorious contraband dead man's ablated plating outrider um, title. I know you don't get the double calculates. I ran the double calculated one, which is fun. Don't get me wrong, getting double calculate and spending it to get a thing, but notorious on Lebo is just so much better. Like, I would rather take the customizable yeah. Rebel Lebo than the standardized one for yep. sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think really only what that's going to come into account if you're thinking ahead and thinking like Han is not going to rate seven points for very long, right? So is Lebo going to be the six point option going forward or is this going to be a better six point option? Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy Luke can't stay at five. That's crazy. Uh, Han at seven is insane. So Rebel has to is due for a shakeup. The only reason to play that list is to bet on um, Lebo. Yeah. yeah, I, I like, 
I like this list. Like, I will props to Liam. Like, th like this is a little bit different than what I've been. I've been running Lebo um, lately, just because I think I just think it's fun, and I want to run a YT for twenty four hundred. Um, that isn't stupid. Like Dash. the original ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I thought this is a cool list. I, I did think that was a pretty cool list, though. So. Yeah, definitely. I've I know in my locals, uh, Matt has been uh, has been testing out a Han Lebo build, um, and I gotta say, Lebo can definitely uh, be a threat even at I three uh, with that notorious. It's uh, it's something that you gotta definitely keep in mind. Yeah, you can ask Corey. Dice do run good sometimes when he couldn't burn my Lebo down with like four shots. <laughs> It's probably mm -hmm. the same as your as your probably as your game. Be able to burn your Lebo down with four shots, just no, in no, general. No, no, no. Like, uh, yeah, but he already had like three damage on him or whatever. But, like, oh. he, like then four more shots that went into him, all modded, that just couldn't do anything. Like, just saying. Like, I don't know. Sometimes they select this help a little bit. So, yeah. All right. I so, like this version over the um, False Rats Bonder Codes version. Sorry. Yeah. No. I, I agree with you. I'm not sold on the ablated plating, but I guess it just allows you to not take the Open damage, up a lane. right? Yeah. I mean, it just yeah, allows you to do whatever you want. Thing. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there could be a conversation around that piece of it, but like the notorious contraband like feels like a staple right now. Like with like, oh my God, like label at being like an I3 too. Like, yeah, hey, go ahead and shoot at them. You know, go ahead. I don't like not having double calculates because I will say double calculates is totes my goats for Lebo, but give me an IG-88 droid on him. Man, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, there's K2SO, you know, that you can fit in there with Ezra somewhere. But, yeah. It's like for six, he sounds great. For seven, he sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us tonight on our planning phase syndicate. I apologize. We're a few minutes over time. Um, uh, I should probably apologize more often. Maybe I'll be more. On I don't, probably I don't think you should apologize. You guys did Fuck a really em. good job. This is excellent. <laughs> well, thank you. It was a pleasure having you on. Can I call you Wyatt now? Can I just like rename sure. you? Sure. Call, call me whatever you want. <laughs> burn that bridge right my, now. Name, my name is irrelevant. My existence is irrelevant. Just call, we'll call me you whatever Mr. you want. Mr. Court. Mr. I, I, Centipede. I, I, I do apologize. I did not mean to call you Y. It's fine. It's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know my name is ridiculous. He's, I think his catchphrase now is like, I'm going to take you to court every time he like, goes in and beats somebody. Ooh, there you it doesn't go. matter what you call me in, in the end of things. <laughs> well, you're supposed to say it doesn't matter what you call me as long as you don't call me late for dinner. Boom. Dad joke. Oof. Solved <laughs> the meta right there. Um, call me late for drinks. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough all right all right all right thank you so much for joining us tonight it was a pleasure to have you on it was a pleasure to talk about your run uh and again congratulations now you get to run whatever the fuck you want for the rest of the year uh so it'll be um, tribe bombers plus vizier plus vader that's what i'm running for run my scum list a real list damn do i hate myself <laughs> my scum like that uh, i got dengar queued up that's about it Nah, we get we get, after the show he'll share you he'll share his scum list with you and you can you should play with I'm telling you you should play with it it's a, it's at least a minimum it's fun to run at right, minimum send, send, it's send fun it to, to me run. I want to see it Christ 
<laughs> so, but anyway, thank you all for joining us. Um, we talked a little bit last week. Uh, if you would like to become a Patreon, you're more than welcome to uh, join the show. Um, we will be doing our Patreon only monthly cast, uh, which I we're debating between us what we want to do. We don't know whether we're going to do like a sh uh, an episode where we play a game against each other and one of us has to commentate hell um, yeah. and, and just like criticize the hell out of each other. Be like, that was a fucking blah, 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 blah. Uh, I should, I guess I shouldn't swear. Um, <laughs> that was a bad move or whatever. We don't know. I don't know. Um, or maybe the host, uh, whoever commentates picks the list that the other person has to fly. And then we do that as a Patreon only show. I don't know. Um, we, we, we're working through those details. So if you are a Patreon and you want to, uh recommend what what the hell we should do for a patreon only show let us know um we could also do like a i don't know we could also like do a series that becomes like a private series for only patreons and then we release it six months later for everybody else we could do something like that too but either which way thank you all for joining us we will be back later this week with new ahsoka content yeah. Um, it probably might not be Wednesday this week. It might be Thursday. Um, just because we may not have the ability to do cast on Wednesday, just so you know, JJ. But yeah. um we will be back this week with Ahsoka content in the middle of the week to appease you. If you live in Michigan and you want to attend an amazing store champ, we have a one next weekend out in Livonia. Livonia, yes. Livonia, Michigan. Uh, great. I have prize support out the ass. I have printed cards for every faction and then some and yes. participation so, trophies. That's great. So if you live in Michigan or if you're JJ and who wants to drive to Michigan, um, yeah. just to hang out with us, come join us. It will be a fun thing. I got to go get approval for my wife now. Now that my car is fixed, my other car is fixed, I got to go tell her, hey, by the way, I got some uh, start camp stuff I want to go There's to. so many people that are like, I want to sign up. But I didn't sign up yet. And I'm like, guys, no, like if all of you sign up, we actually have over 16 people to show up. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, a yep. Come sign up a um, but yes, if you it, it would be awesome if you want to come out. I have a high probability of making that tournament next weekend. As long as the wife doesn't have something planned for us, um, I will definitely be there. We did move the one that I had scheduled for the 23rd to November 11th um, for now. Uh, that's when we, the store would like to do it. And hopefully you can all make it out to that one as well. And then um, we have Michigan GT coming up the 6th of October, or is it the 7th, the 6th or 7th of October, whatever that Saturday is that weekend. Um, and we would love, like, if you, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're in Michigan or Indiana or Ohio or Chicago and you, you want to go, please, please, please sign up. We all, we off, we always have amazing prize support. We literally take all of the money that we get and they purchase ships and give them back to the, the audience. Um, I will have um, card prize support from our Patreon pool that I will be donating. Um, we also partnered with Alex and Alex created um, some special Michigan GT cards that we will be giving out. Um, as well. Um, so we really need people to sign up. I would love to have 32 people there so we could give out two Stork Champ kits because that's technically what I have. Um, so if we could get 32 people there, that's what I have space for. I would absolutely love to put on a 32-person tournament. And I'll tell you what, if we get 32 people there and or we get 31 people there, I will play the first round and drop 
Um, or I will play the first round and just concede every game for everybody so that that way we can give out both store champs um, invites. So anyway, thank you all for joining us. I'm glad JJ is now a Lions fan and has his own Lions <laughs> mascot. Um, Have fun with being thank, a Lions fan, let me tell you. Yeah, thank God JJ has joined the ranks of the Lions. With that being said, thank you all. Have a good night, and we will see you 